0: That was an idea for the whole middle section of the show. We're called the Fanboys, but gender is still fake. No gods, no masters. Do as thou wilt. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Non-Toxic Fanboys podcast, where we aspire to live up to our new name, I am Glenn Butler, they him, and I am joined, as always, by my flesh and blood, my brother, Scott Butler, he him, under our new brand, on our new feed, from our new site, nontoxicfanboys.com. The folks at the Place to Be Nation website did a lot to support us when we started the podcast, but during our latest hiatus, we decided it would be better to move to an independent feed that we're managing ourselves, where anyone who wants to can easily find all of our shows, with an accompanying website for all of our show notes and contact information, as well as updates on the show when events warrant. Scott, I said we're aspiring to live up to the non-toxic label. What does that
1: mean to you, and are you excited to get back into the podcast game? Well, we are trying to come up with a new name for the show. Because the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular was mostly a joke aimed at ourselves, and was really not very great at, like, being the name of a website or a social media feed. Well,
0: it was, uh, we couldn't come up with anything that wasn't terrible, so we had something that was at least self-consciously terrible, and I would like to note that we still aspire to live up to that name. I, for one, still want to be Spectacular. I, for one, still want to be Glenn Butler Hour. You know, I believe you can do anything if you work
1: hard and believe in yourself. (laughs) So we're trying to come up with a name to describe what we do, because we actually turn out to do a lot of different things. Like, how do you come up with just one particular label that applies to both our score shows and our in-depth reviews of Star Trek television seasons? And eventually what we came up with was the idea of non-toxic fandom. That we're not experts in any of these fields, we're just fans, we're just excited about these things that we enjoy, and we want to share these things we enjoy with anyone else who also enjoys them and would be interested in hearing us explore them. And so that's sort of where the idea came from, that we're not exploring our fandom from the perspective of everything is terrible, and the producers are part of an evil cabal that's working against the fans, and their greatest crime is that there's a woman in it now. We're approaching our fandom from the perspective of... These are things that we enjoy. These are things that we love. These are things that give us entertainment and sometimes make us think and sometimes offer us ideas to consider. These are things that we want to explore because we enjoy exploring them. These are things that give us joy. And the whole idea of this podcast is to try to share some of that joy with anyone else who may be interested. And so that's where we came up with the name, Non-Toxic Fanboys. What we're doing is essentially fanboying, but we're not doing it from the perspective of, I have to hate it now because they said racism is bad. We're doing it from the perspective of, this is a thing we love, here's why we love it, come love it with us. Exactly. I don't think that it's different
0: than it was when I was a kid, or it's different than it was when I first became a fan of it is something you necessarily need to decry, to or at least have knee-jerk reactions to. Now, there are things that I become uncomfortable with when they're different than they were when I was a kid, and we're going to get into some of those in our next episodes, I think. But I think that's worth examining and kind of prodding a little.
1: Well, everything's worth examining and prodding a little. We wouldn't have a two-hour podcast about a 90-minute movie if things weren't worth expanding on and prodding a bit.
0: Yeah, I suppose expanding and prodding is also... Okay, maybe I don't want to put that
1: in our mission statement exactly. (laughs) Well, we do have that explicit tag. I thought that was mostly because of my potty mouth, but if you want to do some expanding and prodding, don't let me stop you. I'm not here to judge. Hey, that's my line. Hey, 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 calm down there. Don't go acting all high and mighty like your name is on the door. Oh, no! While we're introducing ourselves
0: again and and laying out something of a mission statement, I just want to mention quickly that while we're called the non-toxic fanboys now, I believe gender remains thoroughly broken in a lot of ways. I believe it's an opt-out system. And in fact, I would encourage anyone who's uncomfortable with it to go ahead and secede.
1: Scott, you have any uh, thoughts to add on there? Well, one thing that's been very interesting to me is because I've been going around and setting up accounts under the name Non-Toxic Fanboys on, like, every social media and media site that I can think of, if for no other reason than just to cyber-squat in case we ever want to use the name in the future. In case we ever want to expand and prod there, yeah. So it's been very interesting to be registering for 20 or 30 different sites, all of the various ways people implement gender questions when setting up your account profile.
0: Yeah, some sites are okay about it, and some sites are very not.
1: Well, there's been a wide variety that I've encountered, where, like, some sites will literally just have, like, a text box that'll just say, like, gender, and then a text box where you can type in whatever you want. Most sites, will at the very least, have an other, and sometimes that will be a text entry, so you can do male, female, or enter your own answer, or at the very least, male, female, or other slash prefer not to say.
0: Yeah, I was talking about this with our old roommate a long time ago, and kind of complaining about the gender options that were on a survey that my employer sent out, and he asked me what I would actually like to have on there since You know, there are so many options, and I said, you know, it should just be a text entry. Put what you want, or the person making that page should really think about whether they need to ask about it.
1: It was interesting to me, because so many different sites have so many different ways of approaching it, that the few that actually just had male or female and no other options kind of surprised me when I encountered them, because they are so rare now. Like, I don't want to call out anyone in particular, but I remember I encountered that limited set of options on a particular site, and it took me aback for a minute, like, wow, that's weird.
0: Well, I suppose that's progress, right?
1: Because I think that should seem weird. I've been telling all these sites that our show is a male, by the way, because you left me to set up all the accounts, so. And it is called the Fanboys. Not so much because we're boys, but because what we're doing is fanboying. And fanboying, with the connotations it has as distinct from fangirling, is indeed a signed male at birth. <laughs> so I mentioned that I've registered non-toxic fanboys on, like, a whole slew of different sites, and I have, like, no idea what to do on the vast majority of them. Like, you could find non-toxic fanboys on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook. But i have no idea if there will ever be anything on any of those sites well i can at least say that
0: listeners who are still active on facebook will be able to find our new episodes there
1: well our new episodes should be relatively easy to find we're on nearly every podcast service i can find it's something i've been able to do quickly because we have a backlog of 53 episodes A lot of these sites require you to have at least an episode or two up before they'll actually, like, accept the feed, but because we have 53 episodes, I was able to just do everything right off the bat. So, like, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Audible, we're on Amazon Music, we're on Podbean, we're on Player FM... We're on like a shit ton of different podcast feeds, and we also have the direct RSS link that you can load into most podcast apps. And we also have a website at nontoxicfanboys.com where every episode will be posted. I guess the episodes should also be cross posted to Facebook, although we haven't tested that yet. The episodes are also cross posted to our Tumblr. Follow us on Tumblr. <laughs> Like I said, we're on every goddamn site. Do we have a MySpace yet? We do have a MySpace. I have no idea if we'll ever put anything there, but if you're interested, let us know what you'd like to see on our MySpace. seriously we have a MySpace? Of course we do. You think I registered an Instagram and not a MySpace?
0: Uh, actually, I did think that, yeah.
1: Wow. We're also on Twitter, non-toxic fanboys on Twitter. Seriously, we have a Twitter? That's one site where we may actually post stuff occasionally. As opposed to the rest of these where we're mostly cyber-squatting. We also have a YouTube channel. I don't think we have a fancy URL, but if you search for Non-Toxic Fanboys on YouTube, you'll find our channel, and our episodes should be cross-posted there as well if you prefer to see them as videos instead of listening in a podcast app. We may be the only Non-Toxic Fanboys on YouTube. (laughs) i don't know how that's gonna work when we start doing score shows and get copyright hits but i mean fingers crossed one site we are not on is spotify specifically because of the music stuff because spotify was originally a music streaming service and they have very specific language in their submission guidelines about you know By clicking this button, you verify that you have licensing rights to all of the music used in your show. And we do a lot of score shows which use a ton of unlicensed fair use music. So just to be on the safe side, we're not on Spotify. Sorry for anybody who's a huge Spotify fan. You could find us on like 30 other sites. And let's talk about some of the things
0: that listeners might be able to find from us in the uh, not-extremely-distant future. We are going to be back on April 3rd, which is National Film Score Day, with the 2020 scores that we would like to discuss. Uh, Because the Oscars are delayed so much this year, because gestures broadly we are going to be talking about our other scores section before we actually cover the Oscar nominees, which will be coming later on in April before the ceremony.
1: Yeah, this year we're doing part two of our Oscar show first as its own separate episode, and then we'll follow up later with part one of our Oscar preview. And
0: then we will get into the Star Trek franchise, Picard, Lower Decks, the latest season of Discovery. And then after that, We're planning on another long form series. Uh, Scott, you want to talk about that a little? Well,
1: some of the better episodes that I think we've ever done, really, is the series we did on the Star Wars scores at the end of 2019. We really liked the way we did those, the way we approached it, the format that we took. It allowed us to examine each score a lot more in depth. It allowed us to sort of tease out details that we wouldn't necessarily have gotten to in a lot of our other score shows. And so we decided to take that same methodology and use it on the Star Trek scores. We've only ever really covered the Star Trek scores as part of our review of the Star Trek films in 2016, but those were all relatively short, you know, five or ten minutes a piece, and we never really got very in-depth with any of them, and so we decided to take this methodology and this approach that we used for the Star Wars scores and apply it to the 13 Star Trek film scores, and really take an in-depth look at those and see what we get. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to get into those in a little more depth,
0: even though it does mean that we're going to talk about Jerry Goldsmith some more, which I know you're looking forward to.
1: (sighs) The things I do for this show.
0: Plus, while we're doing the movies, I'm going to be working on you to uh, convince you to do the TV stuff, too.
1: Well, we'll have to figure out how we do the TV stuff, because it doesn't really lend itself to that methodology. Unless we go like episode by episode, which I don't think is really necessary for that TV stuff. But I mean, we'll see when we get there. We'll see after we review all of the extant series and then do the 13 films. We'll see how we feel and what we want to do next. Assuming this turns out pretty good, like I expect it well, then personally, I'm really looking forward to doing this more with other scores. I don't know if it would work great with TV stuff, but we could do this with other series or other movies or just any other scores. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I think that could be fun. Absolutely, and we will be getting into that in the future. So for listeners who have liked our score shows, there's a lot to look forward to. The other thing I kind of want to do, probably after we finish that stuff, although maybe we can intersperse it, you never know, but... One thing I'd kind of like to do is at some point go back and do a reconsideration of Star Trek Voyager. Because when I watched Voyager, I was a 17-year-old dude. Yeah, we were not non-toxic fanboys. (laughs) At that time? No, we were dirtbag teens. I wasn't even a teen yet. We weren't necessarily toxic, but we didn't know enough to try to not be toxic. And so... At some point, I think it would be interesting to go back and do a reconsideration of that series, because a lot of people seem to like it a lot, and based on my memories of it the first time I watched it, I cannot understand why. And so, I think it would be interesting to go back and take another look at it, and see what we find. That is a massive called shot. And if that turns out well, we can do the same thing with Enterprise. Oh, wow. That, okay. That might be an even bigger called shot. Hell, we could do the same thing with TNG and DS9 if we want to. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) Alright, so we're not just laying out the rest of the year in podcasts. We're laying out the next eight years of podcasts? Whatever. We have ideas. We can do whatever we want. We may also start covering Marvel movies now, since we're not on the same feed with, like, eight different shows hosted by people with expertise in comic books.
0: Yeah, we can cover a lot of things we're not exactly experts
1: in, but watch sometimes. Well, that's what fanboy means, right? Sure. And you know what? We can do whatever we want on this show. So if there's like some topic that you would be interested in hearing us cover, tell us. Exactly. Come find us on apparently just about every social media site in existence.
0: You can find the whole list at NontoxicFanboys.com, and tell us if there's anything you want us to cover, absolutely. So, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, you can find us at NontoxicFanboys on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us, also, at NontoxicFanboys at gmail.com, if you are so inclined. Leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. Smash that like button! I am at Glenny Bunn on Twitter and Instagram. Scott is at SpectacularSco on Twitter. And you can find all of this information and the latest updates about the show on our website, nontoxicfanboys.com. The theme music to this podcast is Discovery by Alexander Nakarada, published on filmmusic.io. Details and links to The Composer can be found in this episode's description. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: I should probably save this file. Yeah, I should maybe I should stop recording. But we're not off the phone yet.
0: Is this going in the show or are we saving this in case we say anything to go in the coda?
1: Yeah.